So, um, Chris, I have to uh, address something with you. <laughs> if, if you were going to put like shirtless pictures of yourself on Instagram, mm -hmm. I need you to try harder. <laughs> try harder. I need you to try harder. Like if you're going to be a full Instagram model, because this isn't the first time you've done it. You know what I mean? It's probably the third, fourth, fifth time you've done this. And if you're going to do this so many times, I need you to be better at it. Okay. I need you to use. I need you to use some filters. Ooh. I need you to study some of the greats, like the Kardashians, and learn how to be a for real IG model. Because we're not going to go halfway in. If I have to see you with no shirt on, I don't want you to go halfway in. I want you to go full in. Okay. Lighting. Lighting's important too, right? You got to get some quality, you know, LED bulbs in the in the bathroom, in the room, whatever it may be. You know, I'm not saying you got to get one of those circle selfie lights. That's that's really going to bring out the features. So maybe that is what you want. That's another investment. But I'm just saying, I know you got some LED bulbs sitting around. Maybe, yeah, lighting's a big thing too. I mean, if there's stuff out there that can make me look better, I'm I'm all ears. So. There you go. <laughs> If you guys want to, if you want to create a, a shopping list for me, I'll, uh, I'll get, to, I'll get to purchasing the necessary equipment <laughs> so that I can fit in on fitness IG. Yeah. Cause we're looking out for you, Chris. It's like, we need you, you know, if, if we're going to do this, we want it to be, we need you to oil up. Like, I don't know what kind of essential oh, oils you have at the house. Hey, I watch enough you know wrestling. I know what they do to do. Yeah. I know that. I know the right way to do that. I, you know, it's, exactly. that's, that's big time on there. The baby oil, get, get lathered up. Let's go. Yeah. It's like, do you think The Rock became The Rock by just being out there dry? You know what I mean? No. Oiled up. Yeah. Okay. Next time, I'll keep this in mind. Yeah. I'll, I'll try and find some oils to uh, accentuate the weight loss. I, <laughs> I guess. There it is. Yeah. We need you to get a better photographer, too. So, <laughs> yeah. Going to have to fire the photographer. Going to have to get better at that. It's bad, huh? Yeah, I'm just letting you know. Like, it's not that it's bad. It's just that, like, I don't want to see you shirtless. But so if you're so if you're gonna do it, like, I just want you, you to just, look sexy. I need you to look sexy. <laughs> We're just trying to drive sales. We're just trying to drive sales for the company. That's all it is. Right? <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. And since this was see, this is the best commercial for Chris Gates' fit of all time. Tell people where they can find that, Chris. Yeah. Uh, they can find my company uh, at chrisgatesfitness.com. And um, none of my IG photos or marketing materials, uh, <laughs> they actually purposely, purposefully uh, never use a filter or Photoshop or anything like that because I want to be as far removed from uh, the other fitness uh, influencers on the internet as I can possibly be. So while they're rocking their oils and their filters and all that type of stuff, I'm just going to keep taking, you know, the cell phone progress pictures like a normal person and show you how to do it the right and normal way. Okay. There's so is that like enough? <laughs> yeah. That's the mission statement. We don't use oils at Chris Gates Fan. <laughs> 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 amazing well guys welcome to the brunch breakdown <laughs> i'm Didi out here in la chris and dan are in pittsburgh and um I, we had to talk about chris being shirtless so at chris gates fit on instagram make sure you go check it out and give him a comment and let him know he should use oils all right but today on the show we've got a lot a lot of food a lot of food to get to. We are very food heavy. One thing we're going to try to get into is talking about this crazy gender reveal party that has turned into a fire, in a huge fire in California that's still ongoing. We're going to talk about something called a zomlet. We're going to talk about Dan's peanut butter and jelly beer that he had. We've got a food situation story that I can't wait to hear about. This jelly belly factory. We got a lot. Boneless chicken wings. We got a lot to get to today when it comes to food. So, um, guys, let's get it started with uh, get it off our chests. And uh, Chris, since we were just talking about your chest, why don't you <laughs> start it? That was a hell, hell of a transition. Um, You're welcome. Well, oddly enough, I'm going to talk about social media and some of this advice may uh, pertain to you guys consuming my fitness content. But um, we talk about social media uh, a decent amount on 
our fair podcast. And I feel like we we often are ripping things about social media. So people's behaviors, um, certain people, certain trends, um, you know, all stuff like that. And I do want to touch on that stuff, but I want to touch on it in a positive way in the end. I, I, hopefully this makes sense. I, I feel like I've been all over the place with social media over the last week and, I, and I'm going to try and pull it all together. So first I do want to touch on just like social media behaviors. So I've seen a lot of people on my timeline recently uh, getting really jammed up and upset about opinions from people about like the government or the coronavirus. And these are the opinions of people who really should not ever matter to you. Like if your favorite sports writer has an opinion that clashes with you about wearing masks, I don't understand why that impacts you at all. So I, I, I want to point that out because like we need to think about the people that we give authority to when it comes to our social media followings. And even beyond that, one of the most 2020 moments of the year happened last week, the day after we recorded our last episode, where this whole situation came out where like this researcher from Penn State came out, he made this out like this huge claim about serious symptoms of COVID-19 and everybody took it and they ran with it and were freaking out about it. And then by the end of the day, the guy issued a retraction, said it wasn't true. But by that point, you know, it had all people had ran with it so far that they made it true, regardless of if it's true or not. And I, I just want to like lay that stuff out there because there, there are actually very few people right now that you should be treating as experts with this stuff. Um, and those people that are experts, I'm pretty positive you're not following them. So <laughs> the thoughts uh, and opinions of the people that you are following are just thoughts. They're just opinions. They shouldn't really matter to you. And you don't have to focus on them or dwell on them. So that's where we get to the positive spin of this is that like you have, we all have full and complete capabilities to create a timeline that we enjoy. There are mute buttons. There's the unfollow feature. There's the follow feature for people that you like. Um, and I just want to encourage people to use those and, you know, set something up that doesn't make you miserable every day because I feel like social media is has turned into over time this thing where it just elicits a negative response. And then people are just constantly searching for a negative response on social media every day. But you don't have to do that. Like you could use it to find things that are positive and that make you happy every day. So I want to encourage everybody to clean up the timeline a little bit and try and find things that make you happy because really you should try to be happy every day. And I bet that would go a long way to just improving the day-to-day -day on social media. I like it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm with you. And you know one thing about that? Uh, yeah, I know the, the story you're talking about with the the guy from Penn State, and it was like 30% of all athletes. I was like, that sounds wrong. I don't know. But I think that's a, another situation like we talked about, you know, about a couple months ago, just about these really smart people trying to jump into the social media pool. And they say something that you should really just be saying to somebody who knows what they're talking about, not to everyone. Because what ended up coming out in a report was like, he meant 30% of something else, not 30% of all athletes or whatever that have been tested, which is like a crazy thing to say. But if you are trying to fit into 100 and, you know, four or 200 and whatever characters, that gets messed up. And I just really wish that like, they had translators for them. Like go to somebody and say, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what happened there. It was like, this guy had actual data with this but it's like when you try to put this into 280 characters and you try to you know jump into the social media pool where everyone's going to take this thing and run with it and it becomes a headline like you you just can't do that and yeah like i just wish more smart people would just stay off of social media to be honest yeah and for like, real. you know, you know that's, that's long form things yeah that's the the big downside of it chris i think i think you're right you make a point where 
people are almost hesitant to unfollow people that they're not happy with following because they're trying to find some sort of like, oh, wait, there is there is still something that I there's a reason that I follow this person. They're like waiting for that good thing to come back. And it never does. It's just the way that people give the opinions now. It's it's to everything. So you just have to rip the cord. You know, you know what I mean? Every once in a while, you got to unfollow and don't worry about, your you know, your timeline getting all jacked up. It will. You're going to find somebody else that you're actually going to like. And it's OK. It's not like friendships where you're trying to keep them for the rest of your life. You can unfollow people and find new ones and just keep it fresh, keep it clean, keep it custom to what you want. You can actually on a lot of those things, like you said, use the mute button or unfollow and get rid of the stuff that you don't want to. I'm guilty of that. I'll be going through my own timeline and it makes me mad sometimes at these certain people. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm choosing to listen to this. What am I doing? You know what I mean? So it's about making those choices and making your life better. I like that. Yeah. Uh, a few clicks could improve the day-to-day dramatically. Uh, every once in a while, you got to do some inventory, clean up the timeline. Yeah. Yes. This whole thing is supposed to be fun. And like you and you also said, like, people who sh- you shouldn't be listening to. Like, you know, the people in high school that you knew were stupid, that you're friends with on Facebook, because, like, we all were friends with on, friends on Facebook back in 2004. You, you don't have to get mad about their political, like, leanings, whether it doesn't matter which way they lean, like, they were stupid 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. They're stupid now. <laughs> Why are you paying attention? To, what are you giving any weight to what this person has to say? It makes yeah. no sense. Yeah. yeah. Dan, get it off your chest. Well, gentlemen, as you know, uh, I shared my engagement story a couple of weeks ago. So naturally, very interesting time to be planning a wedding, getting married, all that jazz. But my personality and I made this clear from the get-go that my fiance was aware of this, that I was going to have opinions on things for the wedding. So I'm like 100% all on board. I'm ready to co-plan the party of the century, as you both know. And I knew that weddings were expensive, but wow. (laughs) It's absolutely insane why things cost what they cost when planning a wedding. And I'm preaching to the choir here with my two co-hosts here. You two know, you have been there. This is for the greater good of America that haven't been down that road yet that you best be ready. Uh, if you want to do something unique, if you want to do something big, you best be ready to be forking over a lot of cash because these things are crazy expensive. We are learning that the hard way, the very hard way. So I'll say this to our male audience. I think it's very typical, maybe stereotypical for men to not be involved or, oh, I don't care, whatever you want, whatever you want when planning a wedding. Don't be like that. Don't be that guy. I'm telling you. If you if you knew what that dollar amount was at the end and if it's the the bride's parents or whoever's parents, whoever's sharing it, if you, if you don't have a lot of, you know, uh, cost associated with coming out of your wallet, you would care if you knew. So I'm just telling you to everybody, both sides really, care care about this thing care about planning a wedding because the amount of money that goes into it is insane so it's from the venue to the food like why are we paying for this crazy food food doesn't cost this much maybe we need to get into the catering business for weddings guys i mean holy cow it's it's ridiculous so all i'm saying out there is care care have an opinion don't just say whatever you want because those dollars add up big time and you best care because this is for one day. The dollar amount for one freaking day. Best day of your life, but one day. You best have some opinions and you best care and you best come to the table with those. So just a little advice as I'm early in this process. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't even want to think. I, I just bring, like you just talking just brings back up all of the memories of money Mm -hmm. in that one day that one day that was a great day i mean it was an amazing day did everything we wanted to do but all one day (laughs) (laughs) it's a huge investment for one day and yeah there are a ton of details and some of them are more important than others but you know make sure that you Make the right decisions because all those details add up big time. You know, yeah. choose your priorities of what's worth spending the extra dollars on. 
That is the operative word, Dan, details. Because uh, the hidden fees lie in the details. Like, (laughs) the stupid shit that you pay for, like, cake cutting fees. Like, come on, man. Right. And, like... Like look in the contracts. Look through what we get the line by lines of why things cost. What is associated with each cost? I remember the one thing that sticks out to me was I, we were at the venue and talking about like add-ons, and they told us how much money it would cost for them to put bows on the chairs. <laughs> and I was like, you you must think I'm out of my mind to want to pay you that much money for an effing bow on a chair. No, we won't go bowless. Everybody will sit in their chairs. They will not care what the chair looks like. Unbelievable. Yeah. The, uh, the hidden costs, man, they, they like staff charges and all the, yeah. Aside from taxes, all the different fees. You're exactly right. And not, it's not all the same. Every venue is different. So you have to find those things when you're creating your spreadsheet of the dollars and the budget. You have to find those things separately because of some have it inclusive, some ha- some don't. Like one venue is telling us that we could have, you know, like the bistro string lights that are basically at every outdoor restaurant and bar uh, on Central S- Street in America. Everybody has them. I have them in my patio. For a room not that big, they're charging $500 to put the lights up, which they probably already own. $500. Are you kidding me? So... Details, details, priorities. Yes, check every Dan, single line. Dan's gonna have a dark wedding. You better believe it. There's <laughs> oh. not gonna be any lights at this wedding. <laughs> Your flashlights is gonna be dark oh. in there. Listen, as somebody who had to pay for lights and had to have all those light conversations because I got married at night on New Year's Eve, fam, <laughs> we paid a ridiculous. We paid a ridiculous amount of money for. I think it was like two lamps. They didn't even tell us how to turn on. So like shouts to my friend Raj who actually had to go and turn the one. I was like, why does everything look so dark out there? Like people are out there and we're getting ready to walk out. I'm like, everything looks really, really dark out there. And then I was like, Raj, fix this. And then all of a sudden the lights were on, but they didn't even tell us how to like do it. So like they were just on, but they were like not bright at all. But um, what was another, like another, there are so many stupid fees. Oh, I remember like my, the wedding coordinator girl, right? She comes up to me, which was our second one. I know Chris went through a few wedding, the venue coordinators too. Ours, that's left, another thing like, that, yeah, ours left like a week before the wedding. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's the most annoying like thing. Cause then you have to tell, then somebody else is like planning your wedding that you had been planning yeah. with. It's a whole freaking annoying thing. And she comes up to me. After the confetti, the wedding's over. We pop the confetti at midnight and all that. She comes up to me and goes, oh, man, um, we have a confetti cleaning charge of $150. <laughs> and I looked at her with, like, I don't even want to know what my face looked like. Because, like, literally, we had ju- like we finally had got, we planned this wedding that had all of this stress to do with it because we did it in six months or seven months or whatever. And like, she says this to me in the happiest moment, the moment that we've been talking about this whole time, she comes up to me and says that shit. And I was like, you said this to me for a reason. Cause Siobhan would have punched her in the face. Like, it's just, it's, there's no question. Like she would have punched her in the face. And like, we ended up, the, the, we told them that at the end, like, you know, after we like, when we settled the whole bill thing or whatever, and we told them that and they were, like took the charge off or whatever but like we literally had to complain and like get very angry with our final bill thing because there was just like a couple things on there we're like you you can't be serious like wow yeah it was that that reminds me of that how you learn at the end of it too how many people you have to tip afterwards so you pay all that money and then there's like 12 tips you have to give out yep yeah yeah that was my job i gave out tips at your wedding Hey, yeah, handing out the envelopes. Handing people envelopes. Handing people envelopes. I was loving it. We, gave, yeah, you, we gave you way too much cash that night. <laughs> way too much. And I still can't believe I messed I still can't believe I didn't mess it up. Like, that's the thing. I'm very surprised that I didn't lose any of it. Because I was You honestly, get an envelope and you get an envelope. Yeah. Because yeah, awesome. as the alcohol started to go, I'm very, I'm very impressed with myself that I didn't lose it. I'm surprised I didn't lose it whenever we played uh, – uh, uh, turn my swag on on the party bus. Like I'm very surprised that everything just didn't fly out of my pocket. So I'm <laughs> I'm proud of myself for that. But yeah, Dan, you're in for it's a wild ride. It's a wild ride. So 
there'll be a lot of these type of segments over the next <laughs> months. Uh, I'll, I'll just check in with something I got to get up my chest from the wedding planning. So enjoy. You'll be on the ride with us. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Uh, all right, guys. I want to get this off my chest. Uh, I watched the Kentucky Derby. I am a huge horse racing fan because my uncle used to take me to the track when I was like way too young to go to the track, right? So I know a lot about horse racing. And I love the Kentucky Derby. I love the whole triple crown, the preakness and everything. I love it. But doing this with no with no crowd, it was weird. I'm watching it on TV and I'm like, this feels like a racetrack, a sad racetrack on a Thursday night. Like any racetrack in the country on a Thursday night where there's horses going, but no one is there. That's what the Kentucky Derby felt like. And we've talked about this a lot because, you know, we've got football going in full swing and I'm very interested to see what the NFL feels like to me. But I realized how much I miss, how much fans mean to events, right? And like maybe not every game will feel like this, but the NBA is starting to feel like this because we're in the, you know, we're in the second round and these games are like really, really good. But like you have a buzzer beater happen in the Raptors Celtics game, nothing. You've got Russell Westbrook like dunking on people and then yelling at nothing. And it's like, and then they show, they pan the camera over and he just like was like screaming, yeah, like let's effing go. And it's like the, the families in the bubble with their like two year olds. And like it's, it's weird. I really just don't like it. And I am a big boxing fan too. And there's a huge fight that's supposed to happen in December. And I don't want it to happen with no fans. Like I can't have it happen with no fans. Cause it will just be weird. Where I can't it? do it's supposed to be in Vegas. So, and it's Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury and it's supposed to, and it's, it's going to be a huge fight, huge heavyweight fight. Yeah. And I just don't want it to happen now. Like watching the Kentucky Derby really like scared me. It made me feel like I need I need fans back. I need people in the stands. This pumped in crowd noise does not work for me. I I need it for the big ones. It's not going to be like an everyday thing. Like West Virginia plays some directional school from Kentucky. I don't need fans there for that. No fans should be there for those games when fans are allowed to be in stadiums anyways. <laughs> like I, no one needs to be there for that. But like when you get into the Big 12 schedule, like you're going to have West Virginia, Texas with nobody. Like – you know what I'm saying? I need, I, I'm going to need people there. I, and I realized that this weekend that like, I just need people. So we need him. Yeah. Need him back. I imagine people that had to, be, had to be like watching a, uh, a racetrack at some casino where the horses yeah. are just running and you're just watching that with like all the numbers on the screen. And it's just yes. that <laughs> you have no idea what race it is. They're just racing. You're watching numbers and it's just, okay, there goes the next set of horses. It's just, Ooh, I hope, yeah, our one-year cycle without fans is going to make us appreciate them even more, I think. But you're right, those big moments, we're getting more and more big moments because everything that was postponed, delayed, the the, ma- the majors in golf, the majors in tennis, even there's some really, really strange things going on without fans and it doesn't have the same feel. Yeah, I got that feeling uh, on Monday night, actually, I was watching BYU Navy and they were in an empty stadium and like normally that Monday night game for college football on Labor Day is like the marquee game. And and obviously things changed. It wouldn't have normally been this specific game. Yeah. But there was like one midshipman in the stands and you could tell he was like super high ranking dude because he had like a million things on his uniform. He was just like in the upper deck by himself with a face mask on. He was the only person in the stands watching the game. And I was just like, this isn't why I come to watch college football. Like there's a tradition, there's an atmosphere. And the same thing with Kentucky Derby. There's a tradition, there's an atmosphere. You want to see the infield crowded. You want to see all the women in the crazy hats and stuff like that's part of it. So it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this all continues to unfold. And like you said, Didi, is, is it going to mean the same thing to us as the games get bigger? I don't know. Yeah, like I, I do. I, I am very interested to see how this, how this all goes. And that was just the first one, but yeah, I, because it was so weird hearing the announcers doing the same thing the announcer does, and down the stretch they come, and no one is making any noise. <laughs> like it was just so weird, and that just it has been stuck in my head since Saturday. Just like 
a Kentucky Derby experience. And it's like, and we've, you know, we've been in Vegas when the Kentucky Derby is going on and stuff. And like, you know, and you just feel that energy wherever you are and you just felt no energy coming from anywhere. It's, it hurt. It hurt. But I'm interested to see. I hate to be the Debbie Downer with all these stuff coming back, but like, it just made me nervous. Yeah. That's all. Well, guys, let's get into the main course, which is a lot of food this week. Um, Dan, really quickly, you had peanut butter and jelly beer this week. Absolutely, I did. And to put it in a word, it was incredible. Really? Absolutely incredible. Uh, I'm a huge peanut butter and jelly fan, as it is. Huge peanut butter fan. I, I, I literally have peanut butter every single day of my life. So naturally, when one of our lo- local breweries here, who I'm a huge consumer of anyways, a uh, hitchhiker, brewing out of uh, pittsburgh announced kind of the first stout of the season there's not a lot of stouts and porters that get released throughout the summer but they decided to be the first one up and go with a peanut butter and jelly raspberry jelly to be specific uh stout and it was amazing it smelled exactly like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich lots of peanut butter and you almost there was almost a sourness from the raspberry and as a fan of sour beers i very much appreciated that it's complex it tastes exactly like it smells it was amazing it sold out like crazy it's doing really really well uh it was called jelly debate and the debate is over it's an amazing beer so as much as i like love summer beers and sours and fruited beers and different things like that you know We've got our fall beers, pumpkin beers, but if stout season's going to be anything like that, get me on board because I love how creative these local craft breweries are getting now. Peanut butter and jelly beer. Are you kidding me? It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And if Hitchhiker would like us to, uh, you can use code BRUNCH10 uh, when you do your <laughs> online ordering. <laughs> get yourself some peanut butter and jelly beer. <laughs> and if I can find the right venue and they could save a keg of that, we'll have it at the wedding. And that'll go really, really well. That's that's what I'm talking about. Yes. Let's go, Hitchhiker. To, let's, let's make this happen. I got to try this. That was like, I saw it on Instagram and I just like, I wrote it down immediately. I was like, I have to find out about this whole thing. So, so yeah, good. peanut butter and jelly beer. All right. Well, Chris uh, sent us another great text message to the Brunch Breakdown account. And I don't really understand this one. So we're going to talk about it. The Zomlet? <laughs> yeah. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> the Zomlet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So I'll explain what this is. And um, there's kind of two pieces that lead into the backstory of the Zomlet. Uh, one, I watch like some of the Tonight shows. I follow them on YouTube, and occasionally, <clears throat> occasionally they'll put out old interviews. And there was an old interview uh, with Conan O'Brien and Jack Black, and he said he made a Zomlet, which was an omelet with pizza toppings. And then it made me realize that I had pizza eggs recently and they were tremendous. So I think that this idea needs to happen. And it's really more of a promotional type of thing than anything that's all that weird because this would essentially be a omelet with pizza toppings on it. So Things like a margarita pizza, like you already put tomatoes in your omelet. You already probably put cheese in your omelet. So, you know, chunks of tomatoes, spinach, cheese, you know, there, there you have a margarita pizza zomlet. Okay. Um, you also put things like sausage, pepper, onions in an omelet. Well, we can just throw them on an omelet, have it be open faced. You don't fold it over. It's just open faced. It's Whoa. circular. And then you call it a zomlet and people come and they eat it because they think it's cool. They think it's like, boo, pizza eggs. But it's really, I mean, it's kind of, for the most part, a regular omelet that you're just not folding over. So that's the idea. And I did have pizza eggs. We had leftover pizza one day and we just like randomly decided to scramble it up with eggs and it actually tasted really, really good. Wait, what? Yeah. Run that, run that by me again. Yeah, say that one more time. How, do, how did that go? You had leftover pizza and then you... Put it in? Put it in eggs or you put eggs on top of the pizza? You scramble them all together. What? Not the crust, but like you cut up the 
piece of the pizza. Yeah. You put it in the pan with your scrambled eggs. You scramble it all together so it gets all warm and then you eat it with your mouth. I am like, my mind is blown by this. I don't know how, don't know how much more simply I can explain. Oh, you cut up pieces of the pizza, put it in with the egg, scrambled it all together. It was like, whoa. Yeah. Were you I'm... high? No. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds crazy, that idea to me. I can't imagine sitting there going, eh, let's try this. It was with my wife's parents. We ordered pizza the night before and then we were doing breakfast in the morning. We were like, oh, let's give us a try. It was great. We're were they high? They bring some of that good Wisconsin weed down. Not that I know. Not that I'm aware. Because <laughs> that just sounds like something uh, that and, that you do in college. That like you have the friend who like can cook a little bit and he's like just throw stuff into a pan. Yeah, it does sound like a college thing to do. Uh, and maybe maybe the zomlet would be a real big hit on college campuses. Probably. Yes. Like I'm so intrigued by that idea. It sounds gross, but I like I feel like I need to try that now. I, yeah, it sounds so weird, but it's not that weird. Thought it was good. <laughs> it's not right? that weird. Like you put, like I said, you put a lot of the toppings that yeah. you put on a pizza. You would put those in an omelet anyway. There's cheese on a pizza. You would put cheese on an omelet. So like, really, the only thing you probably wouldn't put on an omelet is tomato sauce. But instead of tomato sauce, you could do like salsa, which you would normally put on eggs. Right now, there, yeah, that I'll give you that because I've had egg bakes or whatever that have it. Yeah. It's not pizza sauce or tomato sauce, but it ends up forming into some sort of, you know, tomato based yeah. if you use real tomatoes or whatever. So it, that aspect of it, I get how that would work. I think when you I just think of like pizza sauce on eggs sounds gross to me. Now this also brings up the whole, do you put ketchup on eggs? I don't know if we've had that actual debate on the brunch breakdown in the past, but let me ask you that, Chris, do you put ketchup on eggs? I don't. No, I don't like, I don't know. I, well, I've done it. I, but I never, I never got it. When I did it, it didn't stick out to me like, oh yeah, that's something I should do all the time. I put hot sauce on eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no ketchup for me. All hot sauce. Tapatio to be exact. Ooh. Yeah. Mexican hot sauce. Best to put on eggs. That's just my opinion on that. The Zomlet. The Zomlet with two Z's. The Zomlet. Any reason for two Z's? Because pizza has pizza. two Z's. Oh yeah, that's right. Zomlet. Like I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just gonna have to. I'm gonna have to try the cut up pieces of pizza in an egg thing, and then try a a Zomlet. Oh, You're right. Here we go, the, Dan. We're we're going to the lake, and we're gonna order pizza on Thursday night, and that's then I, true. I have. I'm making breakfast on Friday morning. There, there it is. I cannot wait. Video. 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 We need video of that this weekend. That is the only thing that you guys have. You guys do nothing this whole trip. Right. I need you guys to take video of Chris making this because I, I think because I get it now, but I just wonder if our, all of our listeners understand exactly what is going on. with this. I understand if like you guys, if like my my text, I wish that everybody to listen could be on our text message because <laughs> like not like not be able to respond. Just be able to see how well, we just, be just be a viewer. Because yeah. most of my texts make no sense. And I totally understand like when you guys are like, that's stupid. Because <laughs> I'm normally like thinking things through live as I text them to you guys. And the Zomla mm-hmm. was one of them. But I, I, I ended up kind of bringing it together, I think. Because no, you, you, you made a point in the text where you're like, I can't envision pepperoni and eggs. Yeah, I couldn't. But now I'm getting it. Yeah, it doesn't have to be your topping. Maybe some right. other people want it. Right. You're correct. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm excited for brunch this week. Pizza omelet, peanut butter and jelly beer. Let's go into something that I think a lot of people have an opinion about. And that is, should boneless wings be called something else? Oh. If you don't know the backstory of this, a very passionate man in Nebraska pleaded to his city council to name boneless wings something else. Because he says they are not chicken wings. How are you on the... First off, I've got to ask you, do you guys like boneless wings? Do you like them over chicken wings? Which one do you like better? I don't like them over chicken wings. Okay. I like chicken wings better, but I do I do like boneless wings and I've also gotten ridiculed for that. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Chris. I I don't like them over regular wings. I, I will have them. I think it depends on where 
I'm having them because if it's a place that I know is putting chicken chicken nuggets in sauce, like I don't need that. But in a Corona world where trying not to eat things with my hands all that much, the boneless wing isn't a terrible option if it's being prepared appropriately. So yeah, this was a very, very, the video is hilarious because the guy is so serious. And in fact, when he starts bringing it up, somebody starts to laugh. <laughs> He's just like, excuse me. <laughs> He's being so serious about it. It's amazing. You have to find this video. But I think it's a worthwhile discussion in debate because they're not wings from a chicken minus the bone. That's not what it is at all. He goes into great detail as to why, but yeah, I think it's worth uh, having a discussion here. I think they should be called something else because it's, he's right. It's 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 all a lie. It's all a lie. That's not what they are. Yeah, they're just better chicken nuggets. Like I like chicken, so like I I, I don't know why people people get very passionate about the boneless wing thing, and I'm just like, I mean, I, I, it's chicken. It's fine, but no, it's not a chicken wing. It's not. I don't like them to be compared to or talked in the same sentence. As like, you're like, I'm going to get wings. And then you're like, oh yeah, I want to order like 10 boneless. No, that's that. We're not doing the same thing. We're not, we're not doing the same thing here. We are, you know, you grab the bone, whether it's two bone or drumstick, you just, that's, that there's a whole experience with eating chicken wings that you don't have when you're just popping, you know, boneless wings. It is. It's different. And what do you think about some of his recommendations? I think they were saucy nugs or wet tenders. Or some suggestions made in the video. Wet tenders. Wet tenders was the one that I that I wrote down. That's the one that I liked. I like you wet like tenders. wet tenders. Yeah, because I'm fine with that. Or like baby tenders, because chicken tenders are kind of, like kind of long. Right. So like like baby tenders, wet baby tenders. <laughs> We're gonna have a restaurant with zomblets and wet baby tenders. We're gonna be closed in thirty days. <laughs> Oh and peanut God. butter and jelly beer, okay? And peanut butter beer, and jelly beer. People will come back for the beer, no doubt. No doubt. I don't know. Every one of those words just made me so uncomfortable. Right. Wet isn't a great word I like to describe any sort of food with. Saucy, wet. saucy nugs, but it's not. they're not nuggets necessarily either. Unless, again, you're getting them in a place that literally does that, and you're paying way too much for your saucy nugs. But... Like B dubs, they've got good boneless wings. They do it appropriately. Yeah. B dubs is a place that I, I I actually normally get the um, shit, what are they called now? I have so many wet, wet baby tenders. Sure, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> uh, that's one of the places I would get those because normally, like you're watching a game too, and like with a bunch of people and like drinking beers and stuff like that, and I just don't like to have like stuff all over my hands. You know, when I'm like try, I don't know. So. That's a place where I'll get them. But then like there are other places you go for chicken wings and you're not going to, like Didi said, you're not going to go there and then not get actual chicken wings. This is like the uh, our good friend of the program, uh, mayor of Flavortown, Guy Fieri. Uh, he calls, he's often calls eggs liquid chicken, which I think is amazing. It grosses some other people out, but I think it's absolutely amazing. So not wrong. He's not wrong. No. <laughs> chicken. I don't like any of that. Like chicken, I eat more chicken than anything. And now like I'm going to think of all these gross names next time I eat chicken. Dude, I don't know, but the things on our menu are kind of legit. Like, <laughs> I don't know what kind of restaurant we have, but like well, we wet baby a- tenders, liquid chicken. We already have a steakhouse planned for oh, Vegas. Uh, I don't think these can go on that menu, but. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is uh, for. That's only for after... the text message chain. Right. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that's the yeah, that is for the text message chain. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going <laughs> to let that one go. Right. But tweet us, tweet us your names to replace boneless wings. We need, uh, we need other suggestions because right now, what baby tenders. <laughs> This is the top of the leaderboard, and I don't know if that's gonna. I don't know if that'll stick. <laughs> Wet baby tenders. My God. Okay. All right. Well, uh, there's another story that uh, happened in our text message. Uh, food in situations, and since uh, your beautiful wife can't come here to tell us the story, Chris, you have to uh, let us know why Katie 
uh, think certain foods are better in certain places? Yeah, so we uh, we ordered pizza for the first time um, in a decent amount of time. I don't know. It was to say because I just finished the diet, so we were like, "Yeah, let's get some pizza. That'll be good." And uh, this explains the zomla, by the way. The, yeah, well, one leads to another, Didi. Um, <laughs> and we uh, like we we got home, brought the pizza home, and I started to get stuff ready to you know set up dinner and. Katie said, no, put the regular plates away. Pizza is pizza tastes better when you eat it off of paper plates. It's meant to be eaten off of paper plates. And I was just like, what other <laughs> food theories do you have? And that made me think like situationally, are there foods or drinks that are better in a certain situation? It could be outside, it could be inside. It could be like specific to that food or drink and how you may or may not consume it. So I saw, I kind of thought like I was running through things in my head. I was like, well, you know what? I, I don't know if I agree with her suggestion, but I was like, I, I personally have a few that might be kind of situationally dependent on things. And I, I was curious if you guys did as well. Pizza at restaurants is the best way to eat pizza. Like at the restaurant. Oh, that is my favorite. That is the best way to eat pizza is at a restaurant. Because, and I have a lot of childhood memories with that too. Like you go to, you know, go to Pizza Hut, whatever. Cause like used to eat in at Pizza Hut all the time. And like, that was, that, that that's the best pizza. But when you get pizza at any restaurant, I feel like it is the best, it is in its best form coming right out hot to you. That's what I think. And it's like, there's, there's just nothing better than that. I can agree with that. Yeah. Like it's hot and ready. And they bring it right to your table. It doesn't go in a car and then takes 20 minutes to get to your house. Yeah. Exactly. And that doesn't make it bad. It's just like, there's just something about it. Like when it's coming to your table and you know that's yours. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know that's your pizza with the extra pepperoni or whatever it is. Like there's just something about that experience and getting pizza that way. It's the best way to do it. Weirdly enough, I completely agree with Katie in this situation with the paper plate thing. I do. I, I don't know why. And, and I, I'll even give it to like plastic plates, cheaper plates, maybe could be allowable as well. But like real plates that you're using every day for, for meals and dinner, it just doesn't have the same, it doesn't have the same vibe. So I'm on team paper plate for, for pizza a hundred percent of the time. So Thursday night, I expect to have paper plates, Chris. Um, <laughs> but I think hot dogs are always better First of all, when somebody else is making them, they're always better when somebody else is making them. Uh, but they're better at a sporting event. You can argue at a barbecue and things like that. But for some reason, you give it to me in that foil wrapper that I could bring it out. It's kind of half soggy, put my own condiments on it, whatever. Hot dog at a sporting event, better every time. And sometimes it doesn't make sense because it's like a boiled hot dog some of the time, right? But it still tastes better than like one that's grilled in somebody's backyard. Just for me every time. So I had hot dogs on my list as well, um, but it was that hot dogs are better when eaten outdoors. And I started to think, I was like, I don't even know the last time I've eaten a hot dog inside. And I think like if you've, if you eat hot dogs inside, like you might be a serial killer. Like there's something wrong with that. I don't, I don't agree with that at all. Um, and I, I was thinking of some other foods like pasta salad, potato salad, stuff like that. Like eating that outside for whatever reason is better than being indoors and eating it. No, okay. I agree. Other than the serial killer part, because I'm no serial killer, but I just love hot dogs. So <laughs> <laughs> I eat hot dogs inside a good bit, but I love hot dogs. But I get what you're saying because it is better. I also I also like when you're you know when you're outside because you're usually like in a you know it's a cookout barbecue type situation with a bunch of people. It's fun. It's easy just to like you know just everybody's just holding whatever they've got and it's like I just I like that situation. It makes me happy. Yeah. That whole thing. But yeah, that's why yeah hot dogs and you don't care if it's burnt. You don't care how you make it. Nobody cares. You just grab it off the grill. You grab it off, the, you know, sitting on paper plates, been sitting on the table for however long. You just grab it. You eat it. Yeah, that's good. Another, another one thing I with like games. Another thing with games is like hot chocolate. Ooh. 
Yeah, like hot chocolate at games, at like football games, doesn't matter where you're at, if you're if it's outside, it I don't know what it is. That just tastes better than any hot chocolate in the world. Mm-hmm. Like doesn't matter where you're at, it tastes so good. Yeah, especially late in the season when like you need it to survive the rest of the game. It that's yeah, that's yeah. a clutch. It's a clutch grab. Yeah, because it and the thing is, it could just be gross. Like they they don't have to make it. They could just literally hand you hot water. <laughs> in those situations, it doesn't matter. But for some reason, it just they actually do it, and it tastes good. So, mm-hmm. speaking yeah. of drinks, I have a, a take on drinks as well. That any, really any type of drink, is better not out of a can. It's better out of the fountain or out of the draft. So going like fountain drinks and pop and things like that. I don't drink stuff like that really anymore, but I remember as a kid, always, I would never drink like a Coke or a Pepsi or anything out of a can. It would have to be out of a fountain with ice. It for some reason tastes way better to me that way. And I transition into adulthood and that's the same way with beer now. Not like I dislike dislike beer in cans, especially because that's the only way we can get it right now. But I think it's, Far, far better in a draft. You're guaranteeing the temperature and it being cold. It's really brewed better and stays better that way. I've kind of come to learn. Uh, So I think draft and fountain beverages are way better than any other way that you can get them. Chris, I know you have a take on a specific beer that you've mentioned before, Yingling, on how you like it. I think you prefer it in a bottle over anything else, right? Is that right? You like the bottle. Uh, I, I prefer a bottle over a can for that specific beer, but I'm with you. I think if I could choose, if you would add draft to that, I would take it draft. And I think almost every beer tastes better when poured into a glass and you're able to drink it that way, except for like the mainstream light beers, like Bud Light, yeah. Miller Light, Coors Light. I don't think it matters how you drink those and it's probably not worth wasting the time trying to pour it into a glass just you know just drink it it doesn't matter you're probably gonna shotgun it anyway that's what we do with mm-hmm. those beers there is um, one other beer actually now that you list you list those that i come to think of it one of my favorites of all time pacifico give it to me in a bottle 10 out of 10 times over the draft pacifico better in a bottle than on, than on draft i yeah. i always had this other one that and like you dan i don't really drink pop anymore but when I was younger and I did, I always thought Coke tasted better in a can than a bottle, but Pepsi tasted better in a bottle than a can. Hmm. That's really bizarre. That's weird. Thanks. <laughs> I, used to, I used to drink them with my Zomlets, Dan. Screw you. <laughs> but it's just because the can thing makes sense. Because when you pop open a can, when you get a can of pop, it's like... It's 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 fresh. When of uh, the bottle sitting there, might you know someone might not have like, closed the lid tight enough, so then you kind of get like flat soda, but like you don't get that with a can, you know, unless the can's like three years old or something. But you you know, so can makes better, but switching flip flopping between the two, that's weird. That, yeah, the opening we'll, we'll have that at a restaurant too. You can only get Coke in a can and Pepsi in a bottle, and the opening <laughs> the opening of a can sounds much more natural than the opening of the bottle when you open a bottle it's just like you know that like that doesn't sound enticing or refreshing or anything like that at all like when you open the can that's a much better sounding when you see those commercials especially in like the uh coke commercials during the holidays during christmas with they're always pouring a can of coke and it's the you know polar bears or whatever you're hearing the crack of the can you're not hearing out of a two liter jug. It just doesn't have that same, <laughs> that same feel. That is true. That Shapes is true. make a huge difference. Like Reese's, Reese's shapes, like the, the pumpkin Reese's and the tree Reese's peanut butter cups are way better than the regular cups. Macaroni and cheese, the shapes are way better than the regular elbow noodles. Why, make a Why huge is difference. that? Why is SpongeBob so much better than regular elbows? Why, how, why is it that way? It doesn't make These any the sense. Question. These are the things we need to know. Cheese distribution. Got to be cheese distribution for mac and cheese. But I don't know why the Reese's are better. I really don't. There's like we could do a whole segment on food shapes, and maybe we should <laughs> cover this yeah, back up, should. especially 
with pumpkin season coming around and the holidays, shapes get real weird and really good. It's true because you got to think like, I love little Debbie snacks, right? But I love Christmas tree cakes. There you go. They put out <laughs> the same thing all year same long. Cake. Just in different ways. But the Christmas tree cake is better. Why is it better? I don't know. But they put the same thing out at Easter. They put the same thing out on the 4th of July. But the Christmas tree cakes are better. And they sell out in like days. They put them out and then you can't get them until you like they put them out like probably around like after like Halloween or something. And then you can't get them again until like late December, like right before Christmas. Like they're just gone everywhere. And I just, for the life of me, don't understand what they do to the Christmas tree cakes. <laughs> oh, God. I love this topic. We, we, will, we will revisit shapes and we will yell at a lot of food companies and all of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, real quickly, uh, this story is happening. It's actually ongoing in California. I can't get over it. Um, some idiot had a gender reveal party and they used pyrotechnics. I guess they were going to shoot some kind of freaking crazy fireworks into the sky to say if they were having a boy or a girl and caught fire. Caught fire. 10,000 acres have been destroyed so far. The, the fire is only 5% contained as the time we are recording this right now. And uh, they did this all over a stupid gender reveal. I think it's time we end gender reveals, guys. I think it's over. I think they've jumped the shark. I think it's done. Yeah, I think it should have really never gotten as big as, as it did in the first place. I think it's kind of... A lot of them are stupid. This one was really stupid. I mean, if you need a reason to not do it, you need a reason to get out of it, your spouse wants to have one, you don't. Bring up the California forest fire. Bring that up. And all the, all the people that had to be evacuated are still being evacuated. And the amount of acres that you just said, Didi, it's, it's crazy how people can be so dumb. Like, how hot is it already in California and you want to light things on fire? Like, just go and let the doctor tell you or wait to, to be a surprise. You know, we don't, you know, you had the baby. That's the big announcement. You don't need like mid-baby announcements along the way. You know what I mean? You just... Just get it going. See you in nine months. Exactly. And we, I mean, we can bring this full circle with the first thing. My, my topic about getting it off your chest with social media. Like, I mean, okay. Didi has been against gender reveals since like the beginning of time. So, and like, I could care less what the internet thinks about my, the, the family that I'm growing. I, but like so many people need, like they need to have like that huge aha celebration moment for the likes and the favorites and the comments and shit. And it's like, now you're burning down California people. It has to stop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they it's like, it didn't need to get bigger. It's like, no. if you want to throw a party, cause it's, I, I, I'm, you know, I have, you know, we've lots of friends who have done these things or whatever. And it's like, it's fine. It's like not something that I ever wanted to do. And I just didn't do it. It's just like, they just keep getting bigger and stupider. <laughs> like it's like you have some people who are just like, you know what? Want to throw a party? I'm going to have a kid. I'm going to surprise my parents, whatever. I'm going to throw some balloons into the sky or whatever. Cool. But then it turns into, I'm going to shoot pink dust out of the back of my like car. I'm going to like do all, I'm going to burn down California. I'm going to do all these different things with fireworks and, you know, basketball hoops and hitting a baseball bat. I'm like, what? like, just call up your mom and tell her you're having a girl. Like <laughs> that's what I did. My mom cried on the phone. Like that, that was cool. I'll always remember that. I didn't need it to be on. I, I didn't need to do all this whole thing for you know a bunch of people to to like it. And it, I just can't get over how big these things have gotten to the point where people are actually putting their family in danger. <laughs> yeah, but that's and, a thing. It's like. like People like it and then like forget about it tomorrow. Nobody cares. So just like celebrate with your family. And like, like you said, Didi, we have tons of friends that have done it and it's fine. And like, if, if that's your thing, you want to do it. I'm not going to judge you for it. I don't care. But like, it's gotten way too. Yeah. 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 If you're using pyrotechnics and need to uh, grab 15 extension cords to reveal the gender of your baby, then you're doing it way, way wrong. And you need we to need stop. Extension cord limit on these gender reveals. <laughs> To get better. Yeah. Think about the details in your wedding that you turned down because of the cost and then you're going overboard with your pyro. Yeah. 
for your baby's gender. Just remember those days. Maybe that'll bring you back down to earth. You spend bit. it yeah. all. You spend it all on the bows for your chairs, buddy. You can't shoot fireworks off for your baby. It's not gonna right. Happen. Do the do the cake with the you know everything's just ice and you cut it open and boom, there it is. Do it with your for your family. You know, like you said, we've had friends that do it and it's fine. But it, when you're starting to endanger people's lives and thousands of people in their homes, pull it back. One day, it's one day. <laughs> like. One of these stories, because they're, I mean, they're basically ever since this happened, like, it's just been a field day of, like, epic gender reveal fails all over the internet. And there was one where, like, they shot off fireworks and killed their grandma. Legit. See there? This happened a couple years ago. Like, Was it worth it? (laughs) It wasn't worth it. I'm going to guess no. I think no. Big time no. And then these poor children... That are the result of the your stupid decisions. There, this is going to be. It's going to follow them for their entire lives. That's what people don't think about with the social media stuff, too, man. Yeah, I'll live forever on the internet. Yep. Yeah, we need to like bring. Uh, we need to bring like the flash mobs back or something. We just need to do something different. Like it's something else needs to happen. Safe planking. Yeah, bring back planking. There you go. <laughs> There's nothing bring to do planking. anyway. Go plank. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, and we should bring back the uh, the 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 extension cord thing for Christmas lights here in the next Ooh. month or so. so okay, because that was the extension cord limit. Yeah, yep. My dad's gonna get really offended by, this <laughs> by that. One. Anyways, um, all right, guys. Well, let's get into what we're listening to. Which this week is uh, gonna be a little special because you guys are going on a nice little trip this weekend, headed down to uh, Deep Creek. So I'll let you guys get this get this playlist started off. Go ahead, Dan. Well, I'm going to start by keeping things new still. And it just so happened to work out that it's a very, you know, we're at the end of summer here. And so kind of a end of summer, summertime playlist to enjoy those last days of summer. So the first song I'm going to put on is by AJR, their new song that came out last week called Bummerland. Uh, another quarantine song written and produced while in quarantine, the, the group of three brothers, AJR, uh, like the opening lyric of the, the of the chorus is Bummerland, here I am, better nix my summer plans. So it's just kind of talking about how <laughs> this is this is Bummerland right now. Forget you know, summer summer plans are canceled, but it still has that very catchy uh, style that they always use. Uh, the use of horns, which they do really really well. Those three guys produce everything themselves. Very very crazy. If you looked at any of the behind the scenes of how they create some of their songs, so. Bummerland is uh, lyrically a bit of a downer, but it's a really good summer song, especially for this year. Canceling summer plans. It's topical for this it year. It is. <laughs> yes. this, trip has been, this trip we're going on has been rescheduled and rescheduled. And, uh, <laughs> yes. But it's going to happen. Um, okay. My first song, I don't know how it came into my life. I don't even know who the dude is. He could be super famous. I have no idea. Sammy Adams has a song called All Night Longer, and it's just about drinking and partying. And that's why I'm putting it on the list, because we're going to the lake, and we're going to relax, and we're going to have drinks, and it's going to be a good time. So it's going on the playlist. Sammy Adams, All Night Longer. I like it. Sam Adams, the rapper? Sam Adams? No. No? Also also not the brewer, Sam Adams. (laughs) Because I just wondered, I didn't know if like Sam Adams, because there was a rapper in like, uh, probably like 10 years ago or so, his name was Sam Adams. And he was like, sort of popular, he was never really famous, but so I didn't know if he just changed his name to Sammy and like, you know. Well, I mean, I suppose I have no background on this person, so it could be. You will find out. We'll tell you next week. Yeah. In my head, that's what I'm going to say. That's what it is. Um, I'm going to start off with Big Sean just put out a new album, first album in like four years. Um. I am a big fan of it. There's too many songs on it, but it's the first time we've heard Big Sean in a long time. And he has a song with Lil Wayne called Don Life that I am obsessed with. And I've just played it non, nonstop. And it uh, it samples Michael Jackson's Human Nature, but it's like a really sped up sample. And it's just an awesome song. And I just think you guys should definitely be playing that this weekend. For sure. For uh, sure. That'll make it. Uh, b- by the way, love, wait, is this is the album that like Dave Chappelle randomly shows up on, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Because I listened to a lot of Big Sean this week, and I kind of like it all got mixed up because I did the album. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was a nice little treat. Uh, Dave Chappelle yeah. just shows up like seven tracks into the album. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I'm going to go back to an artist that I've once again, if you haven't figured out who art, which artists I put on this playlist by now, they all repeat. So this isn't a, this isn't a shock, but we're going summer theme songs. So I try to keep a little bit of a mix with the old and the new, a newer one by my favorite artist of this year, Benny off her Stella and Steve EP. Uh, it's a song called find an Island kind of has, it's hard to describe it, but there is a tropical feel to it without being like reggae or something like that. But if alternative pop or indie pop can feel tropical in any ways, this is the song it's in the name as it is. Anyways, find an Island. It's going to be perfect for summer and perfect for our trip. Hopefully uh, enjoying some sun this weekend. I like that Uh, to fit uh, uh, on the weekend plans. um, I'm putting the lake is the name of the song by Galantis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. about parking at the lake. I don't really have a lot of extra uh, details for you, but it fits and it's going on there. Um, and I uh, see this song fits this actually the whole EP play every song except for song five on this. I promise you it's Nico moon. Um, he had a song, um, that was sort of, that wasn't as big as it should have been on country radio. I thought it would have been last summer, but it didn't, but he put out an EP called good time. The song good time is amazing. All four out of these five songs are a good time. The fifth song is lame, but those four drunk review is so good way back paradise to me. It's so good. Cause the whole thing is just about the whole thing is just about having a good time, hanging with your friends, memories. That's just what the whole thing is about. And it all has this, you know, what, what is happening in country right now, which they call like trap country is what they're calling it. And um, because it mixes hip hop and country like very, very well. And he does this as good as anybody does at the moment. So listen to that. Nico Moon, the Good Time EP, four out of the five songs are great. Nice. (laughs) Uh, Another one that I'll go with is a song that you may have heard. It picked up a little bit of steam. Actually came out last year, picked up some steam in the spring and was pretty popular into the summer. Uh, City of Angels by 24K Golden, 24 Karat Golden. I'm I'm a big fan of his of his early work already. City of Angels, his first song, first time I heard this song, I knew this kid was something special. Um, and I think it's a great. It has again that summery type of vibe, and it's talking about City of Angels. I mean, you already got me locked in right there with with Los Angeles. I'm I'm hooked. So uh, it's a great upbeat. Has a like a summery guitar riff with it. Another song of his, Mood is pretty popular right now. That's another good one for the summer, but City of Angels, that'll definitely make the playlist. Nice. Um, my last one, it, it's also going to be the throwback song for this week, the retro replacement. Um, T.I. and Rihanna, Live Your Life. And the reason being is because I have a partying memory with Daniel Dudley about this song. And since the theme here is partying, um, there was a time, this was like 2009, probably 2009, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were about to leave a club and we had a ride ready to take us home. And as like, right after we left, we heard this song playing and we just did a U-turn and ran right past the bouncers, like back into the club. And I'm pretty, I don't really remember. I'm pretty sure we like lost our ride that night. Not really sure how we got home, but it was totally worth it because this song was legit back in the day. So I wanted to put it on. We not only lost our ride that night, but we ruined a friendship somehow. Because <laughs> somehow the two people who were with us at the time, who were with us, got mad at each other because we went back into the club for that song. And they never talked to each other after that. And if they are listening to this podcast or if we post this clip, they will know exactly who they are and they'll probably laugh and it'll be great. <laughs> so yes, that was a, I mean, that's how good that song still is. Yeah, yeah. My God, man. Ryan T.I. All right, guys. Uh, Usher is playing Vegas and I feel like we need Usher on your playlist. So I am going to pick this week. I don't mind by Usher him and juicy J because I find that song to be hilarious and fun and it's breezy and you can literally just play that song on repeat and just laugh and everyone will be dancing. Usher, I don't mind. I like it. I like it. Uh, I do have one more because I think I'll go for it. it. A little bit more of a, a retro. I wanted to get a retro one in there too, but 
it's arguably one of the best summer party songs because of the name of the song is summer by calvin harris it's perfect for being on a boat being out at a barbecue being in a fire fire pit if you're partying playing pong whatever it is it is an essential summer party song and i think it's perfect for why we need this playlist and again i think it's arguably one of the best songs of the summer party songs of the summer especially because of the name is just way too fitting so gonna have to put that one on there as well nice like it Chris, do you have a review of last uh, yeah, week's I don't have any more songs, but I just wanted to thank you guys for introducing PJ Panda and Teddy Swims into my life because I think I still, if you go back to last week's episode, I still think that they should be best friends and we need to find a way on the internet to connect these two people. Uh, but they were both very good. That Those, those stood out more than anything. And shout out to Teddy Swims for the retweet. That was cool. Yes, our dude, our dude, Teddy Swims. Yes. Teddy Swims, who I need – wait, speaking of Teddy Swims, since we now know he's a Brunch Breakdown listener, uh, we need Teddy Swims to put out more original music. Like, right. all of his music are covers. Yeah, And I'm like, is. that's fine, and he sounds great on them, but, like, that Broke song sounds like nothing that he's covered, and I want to hear more of that. Yeah. Because yeah, that right. song's – because I, when I discovered him too, I started going through those covers and I'm like, uh, uh, this is a completely different style than this original song, uh, Broke, which we put on last week's playlist. So he needs more of that. Big fan of the Brunch Breakdown. We're big fans of his. So more from Teddy Swims to come, we hope. Yes. Big shouts to Teddy Swims. Well, boys, this has been a very hearty Brunch Breakdown. Oof. And we've got lots of food topics that we did not touch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly so uh we got a lot to get to when it comes to that but uh dan tell everybody where they can you know check out the brunch breakdown they can find uh the audio podcast anywhere that you subscribe to podcasts whether that be itunes google podcasts uh, stitcher soundcloud uh and as well as spotify so anywhere that you find your regular podcast you'll be able to find us just by searching at brunch breakdown and don't forget the full video episode of the uh, podcast comes out the same day the audio does. You'll be able to find that on our Facebook page as well as our YouTube page. You can just search Brunch Breakdown podcast there as well. And across all social media platforms, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram. You follow us, we follow you back, including you, Teddy Swims. I love it. Well, guys, have fun in Deep Creek. Enjoy the music. Enjoy the zomlets. And uh, I'll see you guys next week at the table. Peace.